Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. There we go. It's all happening. Joel's feeling bananas. So I thought Uh, we should hit record right now. Yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> we have no bananas today. What is that from? I don't know. I I got on the Zoom this morning singing I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> and I thought it was an homage to baseball, but no, Joel was just singing show tunes. You know, I am excited the baseball season's starting and relatively on time, but I feel like I haven't I watched it. A, I know you don't get it, but I haven't watched a single preseason i haven't watched any preseason baseball at all so i don't know how i don't know how i'm it's vaguely going. aware that the sport exists through my friends that care about it <laughs> and I, th- you know this I march see i mean march has been a shit show i mean it's just been busy and but isn't baseball kind of a shit show anyway the pro stuff well just it has the contracts been. and the walkouts and on all that there is yeah there's this there is uh some issues with the players association and the owners and all that shit. There was, there was a little bit of a, we thought there would be a longer strike. No pun intended. Um, but uh-huh. Hey, Oh, but that's, yeah, that's not the case. looks like I got starting that. On time. that was a sports pun. That was a sports joke, Steve. I got Ouch. it. I love yeah. it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think I might, I think I might, I'm, I'm feeling a bit, uh, sporadic in uh what what is the why words? are you what's got you all twisted up joel well <laughs> <laughs> i sit in the same chair and it's this similar format of me talking to my therapist and my body was like well it all started when i was three <laughs> I, i'm feeling a uh well i didn't i didn't i only read half the readings i normally read i slept in uh-huh. i haven't sat in meditation nor have i done my yoga i double Just today my, yeah, I I uh I've double booked myself on a few cool things this afternoon. So I had to I had to arrange that. I haven't eaten anything and I've only drank coffee. But what I'm excited about <laughs> is that it's April and that I just need to get through this month because there's two shows opening at Doan, one of which I help out with props, two well, the other which I'm actually directing. Gotcha. I just want to get through this month. And then I have I dropped uh, a pretty substantial amount of money to go see Pearl Jam for one night in Vegas. Yeah, that'll be fun. And that's next month. That's just like right around the bend. Oh, wow. I'm so, I'm so stoked. Um, so, so anyway, you're just going to blast out and blast back. Or are you going to hang out in Vegas for a while? I'm, I don't, I, since I'm going by myself, I don't think that Ve- Vegas is not the most fun when you're alone. Right. I've been there. Unless you're I, looking to, you know, have an end of, life kind of experience yeah if i was gonna do looking to leave las vegas if i was leaving las vegas it'd be a different deal right but uh no i mean if like kirsten was going and we were gonna go shopping and see like see a show right yeah but no i'm going up the morning of the show which makes me a little nervous right and then i'll probably be the nerd in line getting the poster and the t-shirt and then i'll you know yeah and then i'm going to the show and then I'm flying back the next day. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the joy of doing it by yourself is you can be the nerd in line because nobody's standing there wishing they were someplace else. 
Nomi's like, uh, can we just go get some nice food and not stand right. in line for a poster right now? Right. <laughs> I'm that guy. I like to date. I've never bought a concert poster. I've never stood in that line. Yeah, I'm doing I don't that. care. I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and, and unless I mean, Pearl Jam fans are ravenous. I can so, relate to a fan base that's similarly minded. Yeah, especially when it comes to they do a they do a lot of show specific merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, it's I, a marketing and it's a marketing bonanza. It really is because all you have to do is put out a bunch of a limited edition posters, and then you have a bunch of people standing in line to pay fifty dollars for it. Me, right? Yeah, nerds like me, right? So, um, so yeah, but this show was this Vegas date was not on the original tour that got canceled. Oh. So there'll there'll be new. This will be a new poster with new art, and people will be totally nerding out about it. <clears throat> so this is the tour that got canceled and just post, postponed a bunch of times, and they just yep. added a date to it. Or they never, they never actually, they just postponed the tour, and they never, they never brought it back to cancel it again. Sure. This is the one that they've held out since right around this time, like two years ago. Tomorrow, I was supposed to be seeing them in St. Louis. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And that show got got postponed, you know, until they when they re up the tour, it'll be September or something. And I still have tickets to that, so I'm seeing two two shows on the same tour. Anyway, I'm just <clears throat> I just need to get through, man. Just need just to power. Need to ex- just put your head down. Just just accept. Just power through. Accept. Just exert all of yourself. Well. <laughs> One of the readings I read this morning, though, man, was about like accepting and surrendering, not forcing. So uh, I'm going to try that instead of you can try it until it until somebody pisses me off. And right. Then I'm out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little I, I'm not twisted up. I'm just excited. Sure. Well, that's I mean, that's good to be excited. But it's uh, what's not good is that I'm living in, in the middle of May in my head while April oh, is on my doorstep. That's you know? the, that's what the issue is. <laughs> Joel's already in Vegas. Yeah. And but it has all these things that are in the way. Yep. Can relate. It's just in the way. Just gotta just, just in gotta, the way. Something yeah, says work sometime this week. I'm like everybody's like, how's it going? I'm like, this is really getting in the way of my guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah. what's this is getting in the way of my concert going and, you know, playing video games. This is real, a real bummer. It's a real bummer, man. How are I, you uh, doing? Oh, sorry. What's that? How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Huh? Uh, yeah. Life is in session. Um, but we, uh, Holly and I and our friend Jack went and saw some of the most amazing music uh, Friday night. Yeah. What'd you see? We saw, well, first we saw our friend Darren Keene, who's a previous guest and his Ood duo. Ood duo, Which, and and that's with Scott Schultz. Yes, correct? yes. So, who I do not know, but um, uh, that was. I mean, it was mostly improvised, but yeah. they had these ouds, electric ouds, plugged into a bunch of effects pedals. And uh, I looked at Jack, and I'm like, when about the middle of it, I'm like, I'm a lot less worried about Mickey Hart now. <laughs> 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 because uh uh it was just amazing i mean there yeah. were i mean i think they practiced like practiced once you know perfect perfect exactly uh it was just improvised and but it was amazing and uh this is very cool they played for about 20 minutes and uh i could have listened to them for the rest of the night um, you know it's wild because scott schultz i think if it's the same scott schultz i have a i have 
sort of a weird long tra- tangential history with him. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, because I think if it's the same dude, he's from Columbus, and he was kind of the name that people threw out there is like the local guitar wizard that was gonna oh really that was really cool and like knew his stuff and was like really great to you know play guitar with and he was kind of a he recorded a lot of cool stuff and he was just kind of the local musician wizard guy that everybody was like you know him you got to see his band you got to listen to him or i played with him the other day it's cool to know he's still making music and around. I, I was, I didn't really ever, I hung out with him maybe once or twice and he sure. was older than me, mm-hmm. but so he probably wouldn't know me at all. But I, I just think that that's super, super cool. I think Colin may have hung out with him here and there. Really? But, um, yeah. I, 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 I think it's cool that Darren is you know, playing with him. I didn't get a chance to talk to him or anything, but yeah, it was, it was just cool. Um, and then um megan cb and i hope i'm saying her name right she plays also in cursive from omaha oh yeah but she did a, a an acoustic set uh she plays she's a multi-instrumentalist and her husband played guitar on some tracks mm-hmm. but she sang some of her songs uh and they were good it was enjoyable mm-hmm. and then the uh headliner was uh well the i guess i don't i think it's the group name is mesa buoy which is like i think uh, darren thought it was like a, a, a play on mesa boogie amps. yeah that's what i thought um, when you sent that but it was far out man like yeah and i don't mean that in a i mean i mean that as whatever it was amazing <laughs> i mean like <laughs> like a that it was happening in this little church in lincoln it was supposed to be a house show but because of whether they somebody i think james schroeder who is the band leader um (laughs) hooked up this with this church at 33rd and holdridge and uh, they rented it to him for a decent rate and said don't Mm. drink in it you know nice perfect yeah um uh but they were it was just the most amazing music um mesa buoy mesa buoy i'll post a link on the pod the whatever the pod yeah. bean page to the to james's band camp page for that album mm-hmm. um because it was i mean just first of all just this ethereal wonderful occasionally uh really dissonant and mm-hmm. atonal and no beat well kind of always a beat but i mean they had a pedal steel player a synthesizer player piano a guy just making weird noises on guitar megan cb on cello James on guitar, and then uh, a guy named Jay Kramer, um, who actually took a class with. He taught a class at Doan called. We figured it out. It's probably probably the creative problem solving class. Uh, um, but Jay or Jay makes instruments. Oh wow! Mm-hmm, out of just stuff. Wow! And uh, so he was there playing some of those instruments, and he was also on the on the record. Um, so just space sounds and kind of wow. strange percussion and um, it's, it's beyond, beyond description really. Uh, but just, and we had to leave uh, in the middle of the set, which is unfortunate because uh, he had this instrument that looked, it was like part cello and part garage door spring. What? And yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I had, I had to leave before, um, he cracked that out, but Jack said it was amazing. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, yeah. Great. I got to see this. It was amazing. Dave, our friend, Dave Gracie was telling me, I think he'd seen him once before at a house show. Mm-hmm. And he, they, I remember Dave saying like, you have to see this because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
and he was he wasn't wrong so yeah so yeah, they've been, so that, they've been around here and there a bit. Well, I think uh, James started working on the project in like 2018. Okay, and I've uh, and I don't I don't know the dates, but Darren Keen mastered the LP, which okay. I got a copy of. Darren was okay. kind enough to um decide to leave, but I wanted to like I was asking like should we like where do we throw a couple bucks in the hat to you yeah. know support this and so I slid on my way out the door. I'm like I slid Darren a twenty like give this to whoever you know. Yeah. Right. And then Darren like followed us out with it. He was like, hold on, man. I like, cause they were selling records. Oh, right. Right. So it was like, I'll, I'll get you a copy of the record. Perfect. It was really nice. Yeah. It was yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that he did that. Cause I've listened to it and it's amazing. <laughs> Dude, I'm stoked. And it's uh, the Mesa buoy is on Spotify too. Um, okay. Oh, cool. The Bandcamp link. Yeah. So you can listen to, you don't need to have the LP, but I highly recommend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's love it's that. just, it's just a completely, um, and I know after listening to the LP that a large part of the show was improvised mm-hmm. kind of, there's just the loose structure. There's a couple hooks, you know, mm-hmm. and then they just would, I hate even to use the word jam just because yeah. of some of the connotations that come with that. Sure. But, uh, um, but that's acceptable parlance, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's basically what it was, you know, yeah. but in a, but not in a, what am I trying to say? They weren't grooving for a while they didn't have um, like you, well it would get out there that's what i it's like they would take it out yeah they weren't just like jamming on two chords so people could dance to it you know right 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 it right. was like it would it would just kind of and then come back you know it was great. that is yeah there are no words and just the i mean just i was just sitting there like this is such an incredibly cool thing mm. like it's just mm-hmm. like in the middle of, I don't know, Lincoln, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just this incredibly hip scene of cool people and amazing music. <laughs> and I don't mean like, I mean, Lincoln has you, Lincoln has some amazing bands. Yeah, right. Yep. But this was a very different vibe mm-hmm. than O Street. Right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it just, I don't know. I felt like uh, being in on a little secret, you know? Yeah. And wow. That, that's cool. Yeah. And that's, I, that, I, I like that aspect of it too. I was just sitting there grokking and I thought like, like, are you kidding me with this right now? Yeah, right. It was just nice. You know, Yeah, dude. nobody was acting it. dumb and no, you know, it wasn't loud. It was just people waiting to hear the interesting music. I'm here for that. Yeah. It was, and then here's a funny aside, because mm-hmm. um, it's in this church. Like I went to go find the bathroom, and I saw the sign said restroom. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I stick, I duck into the room, and it's like a, it's like a little kids. It's like where parents would put their, their like toddlers for mm-hmm. while they go to like Sunday school, like yes, slightly right. older maybe than toddler Sunday school. And then right. in that room was a bathroom. Right? So you you went to the kitty bathroom. Well, I did, but it was like that was a just said restroom. So I'm like, all right. So so I stuck my head in. I had this moment of like, okay, what is happening? Oh, there's the bathroom, right? <laughs> but then there was another guy standing there waiting for the bathroom because it was like a single pot one, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he said, yeah, I know. I had the same experience. So we just <laughs> stood there and like I we were like early, right? Yeah. And so we just stood there and watched people see the restroom sign <laughs> and stick their head in and go, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, I wish we, we should have filmed it and just made a yeah. little mini movie of right. just people's reactions, you know, because everybody's like, got to go to the bathroom. They walk Am in, I they're like, wrong? wait. <laughs> and they're all just standing there going, 
That's so funny. It was great, actually. It was kind of a little mini movie in the middle of the little mini feature. I really, I'm stoked on this uh, seeing this group, man. I feel like that's. Yeah, I, I don't know how often they play. In fact, Jay Kramer's, he said that he's heading to <clears throat> India to go oh. make instruments on a Fulbright. Holy shit. That's what I said. I'm like, that's amazing. Wow. He's like, right? So <laughs> like, maybe this, this might be a send off deal. I know. I don't think this was, I think they were billing it as an album release party, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around because the album has been out for a little while. I don't know. Well, a lot of strands in Duder's head. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of ins and outs. Yeah, a lot of what have you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love that though, because there I love that it's it's possible to um discover something pretty fucking far out in your own backyard still. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what you know, that's kind of what I was like. Okay, this is amazing. Make make never... the case, you know. I, I again like the antithesis to what I said earlier, like there is the, I, there is the ability for me to go spend a shitload of money to go see a huge yeah. band in Las Vegas and spend, yeah. you know, all kinds right. of yeah, wait in the merch line for them. But right. also remember, go down to go, go to that weird church and see that weird band yeah. mm-hmm. in your backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm having a same, a similar, like, I get it, man. Like I'm going to drop some coin this summer to go see the dead. Probably. Yep. Um, going to this thing in Chicago, gonna go. Uh, you know, I mean, like that all costs money, right? Um, that could be put to other uses. But then again, it's like on a certain level, it's also kind of a bargain, <laughs> right? For yeah. the experience, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a. That's I had a completely. Of, that's a completely different animal. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that it. You know, to be a music fan means you have to balance all of that out, and you really do. If you like that big band that started out of nowhere, you got to support the little band that's in, you know, in the right. nowhere near you. You got you got to do it. And yep, it, that's the circle, I guess, in the, you know, just to help. Just maybe to help. I'll make I'll, I'll set that as a little intention this summer, because like I, you know, <clears throat> last summer, there wasn't a lot of that. And I wasn't really crazy about doing being in a bar, you know, right. last summer ish, yep. you know, like just being out and people. But. I feel a little more open to that now. And yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of beyond it. Yeah. So like, we'll see, I could, we'll see how the summer goes. We'll see how the summer goes. Right. And uh, yeah, go see, go see some local bands. Just kind of like, I was listening, I listened to that conversation of Mark Marin and flea. Oh, wasn't that you know? great? Oh my God. Flea. The last 20 Holy minutes shit. of that was amazing. The whole thing was amazing, but you're right. It got yeah. pretty, um, pretty intense. The last 30, 20 mm-hmm. minutes of that. I but just go ahead. He talked about being a punk ass kid running around seeing, seeing live bands every, every night he would go see. Yeah. yeah. Whoever, well, he had know? no parents. Exactly. <laughs> he was a street. And, he was like a feral kid. And he was, you know, in, a, in Los Angeles. But I think right. that there's some, there's something to that. Like every night I could ride my bike downtown and see a band and see what's yeah. up. And if it sucks, I get, you know, drink my soda water and leave. Right. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, like just to take it all in again, I think would be a cool thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's, uh, it's really nice to have I mean, my kids are a little older now and we can kind of, they or can, they can fend yeah. for themselves a little bit, right. you know, so right. that gives Holly and I some freedom to go out and do some of that stuff, you know? Right. Which is great. You know, we can leave that yeah. for a while and just go, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to relieve a babysitter or anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's huge. Know. Or pay one. I mean, that's like yeah, well, that's another thing. Like that was for a long time. That was real. 
you know, you like see it, a local band, you'd almost pay more for the sitter than you would. Uh, we would hundred percent pay more for the sitter. So, yeah, wow. so that's, that's nice too. Um, yeah. So we got, we got more mail. We did. We got an email. Yeah. Oh, Hey, welcome to the trying to be better podcast <laughs> with Joel and Steve. <laughs> now that we've got, now that we've got all, all of that out of our system. Yeah. Is what's the mail? Is there anybody out there? Uh, hold on, I'll bring it up. It's from our friend Brian Scott, one of our first guests. Oh wow! Yep, nice. Brian, the economy prof- economist, economy professor, econo- economics economics professor. That's economy. What I was to say. Yep. Um. Do 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 do. Oh my gosh, we he actually sent us another email. I think. This one, he's just saying that gents thank you for keeping me company and enter- entertained on my long run sunday mornings i'm training for runs and triathlons this season and your wow. podcasts are just about the right length and mental requirement i don't know what that <laughs> means but i'll take it uh he said the recording studio and how it was built was particularly fun good mm, that would good. be chris stefan our last guest so that's great yeah man and then uh let's see now this one i have not read so i just respond like brian glad to be part of your training and uh oh I, there's a typo. I uh, apparently on the podcast app that our email address is ttbpodcast at gmail.com. G A M I L dot com. That's why we're not getting fucking emails. Maybe that's why man. we're not getting email. So I'll have to uh I'll have to uh fix that. Brian, thank you for pointing that out. And he says, B, I just finished your last podcast about the Hitler Lutheran pastor play. Very interesting. When mm-hmm. Amazon picks it up, I'll fork over the $12.95 to rent it, or at least choose Amazon preferred day of delivery a dozen times so I can get enough credits to watch it for free. There you go. Observation. You seem both seemed rather angry about them or the conservatives. Thought, would it be worth finding the polar opposite two-person podcast out of Texas, hyper-conservative, invite them and see if there's anything you would have in common? Oh, that sounds Brian. that sounds awfully lofty, Brian. Brian, you you have a lot of faith in our patience. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we we spin this as that we're trying to be better. We're not trying to be good. We're just trying to be better. <laughs> you think we're right. good? Yeah, oh, I don't. Man. Well, here's the other thing though, is that it couldn't be yeah, we would have to find just a couple of fucking dudes or not just not dude they wouldn't necessarily have to be dudes but just a couple of laymen right like we could try to get fucking what's his name all i know is man i've been to texas and i've seen i remember i was out for a run one morning this was recently in the last two three years um you know just the there were political billboards up literally like guys running for congress or whatever that had on the billboard like their smiling face and in one hand was the American flag. The other hand was the constitution. There was a Bible and a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> I right. got to get out of here. Yeah. Bibles, guns and flags. Brian, constitutions. I, I don't want to go down this road this morning, but I, I really, see, right. Brian, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Brian, if you find, if you find a, like a, a moderately open-minded pair of people doing a podcast from their basements. Maybe, maybe, but I'm going to definitely need to do my yoga and meditation before we have that conversation. Yeah, really. I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with our information bubble. <laughs> yeah, I am too. We it's were also talking about like, that. uh, we have, we attend this, uh, 
have whatever it's a well ostensibly a lenten book study oh here's Mm. something we can talk about Uh, we've done it with these basically the same four or five couples for a number of years now six years maybe more Mm -hmm. and it's interesting and i like all the people um all of varying degrees of commitment to the catholic faith What's the, is the book, did you just do the sequel or the third book in the shades of gray series? For yeah, this? that's exactly or, what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what we talked about. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. it gets pretty weird. Um, <coughs> we, <laughs> we had to get a new rubber sheet this year. <laughs> you know, they only, I mean, it's, you think they, they say on the label, they're going to last you a while, but they really don't depending yeah. on the, depending on usage. A hundred percent. Right. Well, we put some miles on it. Um, but uh, no, <laughs> God damn it. Um, right. This year we're actually, and this is interesting. Uh, we're actually watching this thing called the chosen. Okay. And it is a, uh, I don't want to put this. I've only watched like five. I think we're five episodes in oh. It's this crowdsourced deal um, doing the Bible in video form, basically. Huh? Or at least the Jesus story part of there we the, go. You know, we're not starting to like Genesis here, um, but it starts uh, basically when Jesus is getting ready to start teaching, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it. It's very nice. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I like. There's nothing in it. Like it's been whatever vetted. I guess you want to say by different yeah versions of christianity or whatever but the guy that's doing it is like giving it away hmm. like they're crowd they're building it they're filming it or whatever making it as the money comes in and it's freely available so it's like yeah that's like yeah crowdfunded or yeah or- <clears throat> it's like it's kind of punk rock that's that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool and uh and but it is it is sort of like there is some semblance of is there some, I, I, I would wonder if they're like, while they're making it, is there a, not an approval system, but you know, you know, I, if don't, you, I don't know enough about the back end of it. Cause like a few years ago when that kind of home video, um, uh, short film about Muhammad came out, it kind of started a, uh, the whole Arab spring. <laughs> like you don't oh, want to, yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I actually know somebody who was in that who oh, did really? not did not know what they were doing. Like they cut it up and like they made that video and he <clears throat> played a pretty su- substantial character in that. Yeah. They did not they weren't given the full script and then after they saw the cut they didn't know that that was the story they were telling. Oh, are you serious? And then went out and it caused a ruckus obviously. Anyway, so I I wow. I just hope that that's not what it doesn't sound like that's what this is. But. Well, I mean, you know, my, my bullshit detector is pretty sensitive. Yeah. You've got that turned up to 11. Yeah, totally. And and my cheese, my ability or desire to watch anything. That's just your cheese, your cheese monitors. Yeah. It's also cranked up pretty high. And like, this doesn't set any of that off. Oh, good. Um, I mean, you know, so the thing is, is that whatever it's been thought provoking and interesting, and I'm always in for a good story. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, like we just we are just at uh, we just finished the wedding in Cana where he turns the water into wine. And Mm -hmm. that and regardless of how uh, whether you believe that or not, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to be taken from the story. Yeah. 
which is like in this one, it was kind of an intense moment where his mom, Mary, is asking him, like kind of pleading with him to to do this for this couple whose daughter's getting married because they're on the I mean, they ran out of wine and like they're it's going to be a disaster, right? Yeah, they will right. Be, it'll just be they'll be forever shamed, yeah. right? Because the daughter's husband's new family is very wealthy and already mm-hmm. kind of doesn't like him. But, you know, so she's just like, well, you do this, do me a solid, you know? Yeah, right. And he's like, I'm not ready to, to go public yet. Mm. And she's like, I, do this for me. And so mm. he goes and has a moment where he's like, it's not, it's like, this is it. Mm. I, I'm, I'm about to do something that is going to forever change my life. And well, depending on how much you believe yeah. in the course of history, you know, yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's a thought provoking moment, regardless of whether you believe it or not. Yeah. The, there's a, an interesting question of whether like the, do the facts, the facts versus truth, you know, like the facts of that story, does, does you mint, does people mincing up the facts of it affect the truth of it? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's like a story. I mean, the truth of the story is that somebody and I haven't seen it, so I'm just kind of riffing, but sure. somebody stepping into their position and power, step, step, somebody owning their story and saying, mm-hmm. what I'm about to do could be really, is going to be polarizing and affect. Oh, he's, he's 100% stepping into the shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, hmm. and it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And I like the way, um, like the guy, the actor that plays jesus is, does a great job and is uh i don't know it's just kind of it's almost like uh the whole thing is very humanizing mm-hmm. and all the apostles you kind of get their backstory and like what they were doing prior to running into this guy you know mm-hmm. yeah and they told it's them all, all to quit quit your jobs come hang out with me well like, and that i mean kind of yeah you know <laughs> it's it's i don't know it's, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time watching it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's pretty neat. And it, and then of course, you know, it leads, then there's discussion, you know? Yeah. And that's always like the people that we do it with are, they're good people, you know? Yeah. And everybody's trying to be better. And ah. that's kind of, and it's, that's kind of the point of getting together, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that it's been really interesting. I, regardless of how you feel about the Jesus, I recommend it's free. You know, there's an ad, there's a Roku app. So you just click on it and watch. It's great. And the, the production values are good. It's great. I, I'm always fascinated too, when it comes to like that whole, the story of the gospel or story of, of the Jesus tradition and that particular teacher or whatever, you know, the, I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I definitely kind of like, the miracle of it. Like Kirsten and I were talking recently about the whole, the, the like the crux of the whole deal, right? That mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to put it, the, the, right. the, the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, there's a lot of conservative Christianity that gets really up in arms about witchcraft and all and magic and all the things and all. And it's like that, that little weekend you all had with the resurrection <laughs> is the most fucked up magical <laughs> shit like come on right but but another thing that really always fascinates me is those is those miracle stories and and when i was kind of working with the church a little bit one thing that i 
I heard somebody talk about, I think it might've been, it might've been the pastor at the time, David Lux, he'd be a far out dude to chat with, but oh yeah, he talked about, you know, the, the, you know, couple baskets of bread and a couple of fish feeding the multitudes. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, whether, whether he, you know, magically sprinkled, you know, fairy dust over it and it multiplied, eh, but what if he taught the group to share? Yeah. Right. And exactly. that, that's, yep. that's the miracle is that everybody shared and there was enough. Yep. And that, I think, and that's a lot of, well, it's just like, uh, Rob Bell says it like, it's a poem, right? You know, like it's, I'm not going to get into the, the arguing about literal and that, yeah. but like that, like, cause that makes it, that actually makes, uh, more palatable for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. And that's, and then we do have to take into mind just who wrote this and then, you know, you get humans involved with it because I yeah. have, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was a teacher in the first century mm-hmm. that said things that really pissed off the Roman, the Romans. Yeah. Right. And that threatened. And, you know, people were starting to say like, yeah, this is, I like his way of doing things a lot better than your way of doing things. Yeah. I don't think well, I want to follow you anymore. I think I'm going to follow this guy. Well, this guy, there's no gatekeeping at the temple. This yeah, guy's yeah, just right. hanging out by the water, yeah, yeah, talking to people. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, and, like, and saying things like, "How about you just be nice to each other and maybe don't collect all the taxes?" <laughs> well, you know, it's fascinating too to kind of connect the loop. It's like those folks down, like seeing this show. It's like mm-hmm. I just this just happened. This I feel like I was let in on a secret. Like this is yeah. really cool and really amazing really amazing and it does kind of if you dig deep enough you're realizing you are sticking it to the man in some way but um i also think yeah that's i mean i i was talking to kirsten about this just the other day we're talking you know i mean i've kind of professed my buddhism here whatever but i i don't get the i was talking to uh yeah we were talking about reincarnation and i'm like i don't really like it doesn't really matter to me like Mm. i don't get it just because there are there are uh more ancient sects or continue continued factions of buddhism that really kind of hold on to this magic story that we're sowing the reaping and sowing the seeds of karma throughout thousands of lifetimes and you know what you do now affects like i don't know but i definitely i definitely see that you know if i what i do today affects my mind state tomorrow or what i do this minute affects my mind state 20 minutes from now like sure. i can see the re- the the rebirth yeah and i experience it in real life and therefore yeah karma is real in a way because i can see the the cause and effect of my actions and thoughts and that's very real and i dude i mean I'm it's experiencing not- some of that myself at the moment <laughs> right and my sobriety birthday always kind of falls right around Easter. Cause when I got sober, it was Easter Sunday in 20, oh, wow. 2001. Mm-hmm. So I always have a, so you were born again, you were risen a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had I, those, those three nights before that night were the darkest, you know, and I went to my own personal hell. I mean, it's like, so whether, whether this particular person rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, I, I think that that was a story to cover up the fucking, you know, the spring, uh, equinox celebration by the pagans. And so they need, I mean, they needed a story. Yeah. Muhammad's got that story. Buddha's got that story. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Buddha was actually enlightened and forever, you know, I right, don't know. Right, 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 but right. I, I believe in the possibility of it. Sure. Well, that's, so, I mean, that's just it is that like, I have been resurrected hundred percent. So I have no problem with those terms. Right. I have, I have no problem with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with, um, suffering on somebody else's behalf. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, it's not, oh, yeah. it's not toxic, but I understand that like, there's a concept in Buddhism actually is uh, the, um, you know, breathing in somebody else's suffering and, and releasing peace and oh, ease yeah. to them, you know, mm-hmm. um, or redemption. Right. Hello. Right. Hello. Right. Hello. Hello. Like every, like what we've experienced in the rooms of the secret rooms, right? Like that is yeah. the most redeeming process there is. Uh, how many people have you watched recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? A lot. Right. Yeah. People that were just on the trash heap, myself included. I got to give a one-year medallion to somebody on Friday oh, yeah. who I, I mentored for a minute, minute, but uh-huh. then he came around to the, to the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the recovery world. But when I saw that particular individual at their worst, I mean, the amount of vodka that person was pouring into their system was uh, lethal, mm-hmm. lethal. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, yeah, total resurrection, total redemption. That's yeah. And that's amazing. Like we get this. That's the thing that's kind of funny is that like, we get to see miracles happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, it's almost commonplace. Unfortunately, the other thing happens more, but yeah. you know, yeah, but uh, but that it's and it is kind of funny having talk about miracles with like normies. Yeah, because it's a very. I, I, and I don't mean to be I'm not trying to like discount anybody's experience or anything like that, but unless you've re- a recovered from alcoholism or drug addiction or both mm-hmm. and B watched that happen and been a part of that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. It It really puts the miracle of, you know, transubstantiation where the wafer turns into Jesus. Yeah. It, it's a little light. <laughs> you know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. It's a little, like, I guess that's, uh, that can be a miracle. Sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no different of a miracle. This is the other thing too. It's no, it's no different of a miracle to think about that, I guess, than to think about um, photosynthesis per se. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like the fact that's that interesting. The, the that's, photo- that's, just, that's just science, but, <laughs> but this, the, you know, like in it. the photons from the sun, this is just a liberal hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Photosynthesis but, is the hoax to make you not eat meat. Yeah. But you know, there was a guy named Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth who, you know, who flew up into the heavens and died for my sins in 2022. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, I just think that like, I was watching this site because Kirsten and I often sort of, when we need to chill out, we watch like nature shows. There was this uh-huh. one about um, this, you know, the huge forests in Canada in the very North. And they were talking about Aspen trees and how Aspen trees have evolved so perfectly and their their leaves have you know have the most surface area this tree can have in order to create the the um the most efficient and abundant amount of sugar from the sun so i'm like holy Mm. shit this leaf unfurls and is catching photon rays 
from the sun that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. And that's that sunlight is literally changed into food for this tree, which literally changes it into oxygen for all of us. Yeah. But it's, it's all, it's all just chaos ending nowhere. <laughs> There's no pattern. There. There's no yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know. There's, it, it, to, yeah, yeah. I, just that you know, it's like I was just talking to my with my mom about this yesterday. Like I don't know how we got on it, but like there's, this isn't an accident. Mm. Like I do believe in some sort of larger order, whether you want to call that the spirit of the universe or divine, whatever. But the odds of us, the these two sacks of protoplasm being on a rock hurtling through space, you know, <laughs> against unmeasurable odds. Yeah. Like how explain it's yeah, it's all a fluke. Sure, it's a fluke. Yeah. Sure. I I I can't deny the even even in my even in my um I don't necessarily get down with the um, omnipotent, omniscient, singular intelligence, singular God, sky daddy stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but the, the, the vast amount of order or the, the cosmic order of things is interesting because there's no denying like, yeah, photosynthesis is fucking amazing. It's amazing. Or, or the or or like you said, watching somebody um, recover from a, a very obvious uh, hopeless state of mind and body of, yeah. of addiction, and watching them become fruitful and loving members of the world again—it's amazing. It's it, you know where that's an experience like our literature says that you, we must not miss. No. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think yeah. that I think that, and I, 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 you know, feel a little remiss about my comments earlier, but like I think that that does happen. Like, outs. I mean, that happens outside of recovery circles too. We do not have a lock on spiritual right. growth, right? Right. You know, and yeah. it just it, it just tends to be more extreme examples of it. <laughs> well, the yeah, but what your point earlier was really cool. It's like you can debate whether or not some jewish rebellious rabbi by the name of jesus multi like you know sprinkled fairy dust on some fish and bread and made it you know multiple baskets of it that's not that interesting it's what's more interesting is that did the people share it or did they did did they feel the vibe to share it what's even more interesting is like what are the miracles happening right around you Mm. because those miracles are way more relevant relevant yeah way more relevant yeah yeah and it's and it's it's not a it's not a kick in the pants to say yeah i don't really think that i i don't know i i i'm i i have to watch because i got i don't know how we got on this at the family dinner last sunday but i went off about christianity and about religion and really? magical That's things. shocking to me i know my poor mother she was like she was like we need to have coffee and we sat down she's like tell me more about how you don't believe because you know she's she's got more days behind her than she does ahead of her and she's like i really want all my family to be with me in the afterlife and and death and i'm like 
I don't really think that's going to happen. Probably not going to show up. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not, I'm going to be absent again, mom. Sorry. (laughs) But no, no, it's like, you know, I I need to watch because I, anyway, I don't know that it, it's not interesting. I like how Rob Bell talks about it. It's not really interesting whether the facts of the passion story are facts. What's interesting is where do I have to die to my own bullshit and where, where does that resurrection come? Yeah. In my own life. And that right. is, that is his fucking, I'm, I'm going through some of that right now. Yeah. Dying. To I, was, I mean, and being, you know, hoping, praying for a resurrection. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but in order for that resurrection to happen, you have to die to some shit, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And that hurts and that put, sucks put myself on the fucking cross. Exactly. Put my own nails in. Right. Mm-hmm. And be, it's not even, it's not even that you're driving the nails. You're, you're, you're willing to march into Jerusalem, whatever that yeah. looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? And that's real. Like, that's a great. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is it. Yeah. Surrender. Mm-hmm. So a public, not public, but you know what I mean? Like an open mm-hmm. surrender of, I, I accept the consequences as a way to be free and to free yes. others. Yes. Yes. And that, that story, mm-hmm. I think everybody, I mean, I hope uh, there's certain people like fuck Jerusalem. I don't need them. Right. right. You know, right. why would I do that? I got mine. Uh, <laughs> But for anybody Jack not named Jack Job. Sorry. I have to do sweetums every time you start you do that. But but anybody that's ever had that experience of saying, yeah, whatever the consequences are, I'm going in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, or the cho- I mean, even I, I totally have been there too. And you know that. And that's mm-hmm. for our Patreon subscribers. But right. the 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 fork in the road of I can either run. Or I can, I can cop like I can either continue to lie or I can say, yeah, this is real. And I need to, I need to, that is way more of an interesting journey. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, (laughs) I guess we call, we call it a moment of clarity, but it is that say like, I, I am going to walk through the consequences and feel all the things. I mean, I, I, I equate that in my, my meditation practice my buddhist practice whatever is like whatever comes to visit the whatever comes to visit mm-hmm. whatever feeling thought comes to, you know like i don't mm-hmm. know i think it was ajahn Chah talks about the the quiet pool of the mind should be it, it should invite a lot of strange visitors and you should watch mm. those visitors come and drink from the the pond in the forest and leave mm. but if you keep Ooh. I think it's Ajahn Chah. I don't know that name. Thai forest teacher, okay. master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Mary talks about that enough that I think it I think I'm equating those two things. But I've enjoyed her uh, abrupt, well, subject tangent, uh her series that she's been doing on the the five precepts. Yeah, I I've been I've been kind of sandbagging those actually so that mm-hmm. I can listen to them. Oh, sure. It's great. She's it's very good. And it, it's been like the timing's impeccable and I've like, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, was she, she, I mean, I was like, well, you know what, if I'm sober, I definitely, I definitely got the, uh, take no intoxicants precept nailed right. down. And then I'm like, but do I, 
but do I? I scroll as through. I'm eating a dozen ho hos. Exactly. And- as I come home and hork down a half a sleeve of thin mints in the freezer, right. and then I also then I yeah. then I'm scrolling through TikTok for right. forty five minutes, and yeah, then I-, I play Zelda for an hour. You know, yeah. like am I really not intoxicated? Mm-hmm. That uh, that all goes back to step six in the twelve and twelve man, for sure. Yeah. For those of you that are unfamiliar with that, in the 12-step AA situation, there's a book called 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. And step six is... We're entirely ready to have God... Re- re- yeah, right? We're entirely we're ready t- to have God remove all these defects of character. And it goes through, in, in, in the basic text of Alcoholics Anonymous, that step gets, what, half a paragraph? A short yeah. paragraph? Yeah. It, it gets like a sentence, basically. Yep. But the, in the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book, which was written 15 years, years after the original book was published, um, it's some of the most uh, dense, <laughs> spiritual challenging that I've ever read. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't know enough about what they were writing when they first wrote it. And then yep, they experienced it and realized, uh, oh, yeah, that's we can't uh, erase this now, but. Yeah, we got to deal let's, with it. Let's flesh this out a little bit. And uh, it's, I mean, it's its awesome. It's very difficult reading. Um, not because the words are complicated. But because yeah, right. <laughs> it gets into. Um, well, like, so what, when you are talking about your recent uh, experience of dying to things and resurrecting things and looking, weeding the garden, if you want to call it that, what have yeah. you relearned about being entirely ready? I think that's in flux. Yeah. Um, changes. Um, but it's, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's difficult to be uh, 50 years old and still have to grapple with kind of fundamental core life stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy to have the opportunity to do it. I think that's that's the wisdom right there, though, dude. It's like I am going to seize on this as an opportunity to grow, yeah. no matter what false timeline I think I'm not or I'm not. I should be on. Well, that's I and that that's interesting. The false timeline. Yeah. Fuck. Who fuck cares? Well, like, I don't. I mean, some people care. But, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have a friend that went through some stuff at about the same age I did that like it got him Mm. because of that thing. Like I shouldn't be going through this at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. And the answer is, well, why not? Yeah. (laughs) Like why, why not now? Like, why not you? Why not now? That's I, I, I I love whenever people like say that, especially when it's not directed at me, Yeah. Um, (laughs) when I can just, when I can stand on the outside and go, yeah, why not you? Why not now? Like, why shouldn't this be happening to you? now? Why, Why not you, but not me? No, <laughs> well, it's not. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I mean, what is life if not a chance to, I've already said it once. I'm going to say it again to grow. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about uh, just the mechanics of being entirely ready and actually having that process come to fruition mm-hmm. is sort of like uh, what I grappled with letting go of. I now find easy to do. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? That's maybe an earmark of that redemption resurrection. It's it's drinking or it's bad behavior or it's self-centeredness or whatever it is. It's like what I grappled with before about, Oh, I don't think I can let that go. Or I don't think I can change that. And it's going to be hard to change that, you know, kind of, you made those, those steps when it's like, Oh yeah, that's done. If that's, if that even touches on, it's like recoiling, from alcohol after being sober it's like yeah yeah i don't need that anymore that's done right you know like the ease with which i can do that is an earmark of how am i really it, it am i really willing to be ready to let that go or yeah am I that, let that go? that's interesting and that's i mean speaking specifically about like booze like that's that's a tough one yeah right like if you're not ready you're gonna drink again because you can't fathom a solution other than that. Right. Yeah. I mean, alcohol is a solution to alcoholism. It is. It's the most <laughs> commonly used one, actually. Yeah. It's a solution to it. Mm-hmm. it. It really is because the mm-hmm. ism is there, whether the alcohol is present or not. And it's right. like, that's, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be speaking at a meeting here in a, well, in a week. Um, oh, I know. Right. Um, but I like, that's the thing whenever I do that, like, that's one of the things that I, one of my podium quips is, wouldn't it be nice if the solution to alcoholism was just to not drink? I mean, it'd be so easy. Yeah. The only problem is all that, all not drinking does is just pisses alcoholism off. (laughs) That's all it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, aren't you cute? Not going to drink today. Good for you. It's, it's waking the, the the dragon smaug in the in the pile of gold you yeah know? right <laughs> take it away and it's like you know that's, i'm really i'm so you know i'm so glad that you decided to not drink anymore that's awesome i'm so happy for the that you you're gonna open this new chapter in your life <laughs> it's just too bad that your wife looked at you funny this morning yeah right or you, you know that isn't that isn't that weird how she did that <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that your boss doesn't like you either mm-hmm they're getting ready to fire you probably. I mean, but, clearly, because when you, you said hi to them the other day and they didn't look at when they didn't respond the way they normally do, you're on your way out, pal. But that's, that's the same, but that's it. Like we know that with such clarity now, and it's so mm-hmm. clear that that's not, that's not how that works. But I think if you read that other 12 and 12 book a lot, it, that the writer of that makes a lot of similarities and a lot of equates a, a lot of that to the rest of our that that addiction is just another defect of character you can do the same process with that as you can with other things and that's True. like fundamental renunciation if you want to talk buddhist terms yeah that's renunciation and that's, that's a, you know like i'm getting reintroduced introduced to that concept yeah or broadening the scope of it, I guess it'd be a way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not as hard as you think, man. You've already done it. Right. <laughs> sure. It's all good. Just do that. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I think that uh, I didn't expect the correlation of karma, Easter, alcoholism, midlife defects of character. I didn't see all that coming. All rolls into one, man. Yeah, man. Never miss a Sunday show, y'all. That's right. Well, <laughs> I was gonna, uh, 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 yeah, nothing comes for free. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a nod to impermanence, there's nothing you can hold for very long. 
the the wheel how is that it's our it's our the wheel no, is the, coming and you no the wheel is turning and you turning wheels turning you can't slow down can't let go and you can't hold on can't go back and you can't stand still if the thunder don't get you the lightning will i i can't even i can't stay i can't my eyes cannot stay dry when i hear those lyrics now right oh it's i they can't it can't uh-huh. i'm just to like, me that's <laughs> it's it's a shorter well i mean i, I just love I mean, the, that last line, you know, if the thunder don't get you, the lightning will like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's just that sardonic mm-hmm. smile attached mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man. Good luck out there. Well, the <laughs> wheel is turning. You can't. The, the, what I always hear with that, too, is that you can't. Um, you can try mm-hmm. like you can't you can't hold on, but we all try to hold on. You can't yeah. go back, but we all try to go back yeah. like. And that's what keeps you miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, did I tell you, I, I listened to, uh, I was just playing records and uh, my daughter, my younger daughter and I listened to the second side of dark side of the moon. Oh, wow. Yeah. A pretty decent volume, you know, good for you. Good stereo, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's just so, well, I think what it was, I was playing us and them for Ukraine. Oh, just to meditate on that whole situation, you know, mm. and uh, that's powerful. Yeah. But then the I mean, the final I even forget what it's called. The final track, all that you touch and all that you see and all that you taste and all that you feel and that whole thing. I mean, it goes through everything you can ever possibly experience in a lifetime mm-hmm. and then says, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Right. Then the needle starts to spin in the groove, you know, it's like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm just going to sit here for a few minutes. Yeah, that's like one of the most still one of the most intense spiritual, whatever, focusing or not focusing things I've ever heard. I agree. Especially at 110 decibels. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You got to You got to You got to bathe in the entirety of the sound. Uh huh. Yeah, because it still sounds amazing. Although it's funny, as I've gotten older and I know more about music production and that sort of thing, not that I know a lot about it, but uh, I will say that Nick Mason's not a super great drummer. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> He's just not. He's not a great drummer. In mm. fact, a lot of that, some I think it's that album, like I think Roger Waters had to play the drums on it. No shit. I think so. I could be wrong about that. But I mean, yeah, if you listen, there's a lot of like, it's all about the produ- the way the drums sound. Yeah, but the the drumming itself is very rudimentary. I guess you're right. I mean, I I think if I if I really have a hankering to listen to a single track from Dark Side of the Moon, I go to the live. I go to Pulse. I got a thing with that album. Why? Because it sucks. Come on, it does not suck. What the fuck is wrong with you? I came out on the Division Bell tour, which is the worst album ever made. That album got not that Rolling Stone matters a whole hell of a lot, but they gave it a half a star. The, <laughs> the division, division bell. Yeah, I get that. I'm that just saying when awful. they played that live. The okay, whole... whatever. But the uh, you can have your experience. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that does point to a certain point in time, though. Like, well, and that was there was just there was let me I just have kind of a, a history and a story with that particular album and the release of it and some people and sure, you know. 
where they're like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm like, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it has a blinking LED light on the cover and you paid $30 for it. It's a, it's a <laughs> fucking, it's just marketing. It's just Pink Floyd 100% cashing in on a tour, which is fine. God bless him. But it's not even Roger Waters. Fuck you. See, I didn't have, that was, I didn't have any of that story with it. I just right. listened to it live. I was like, oh, they're coming back to that album live. And oh, wow. That's pretty fucking amazing. Sure. So there, there it is. But the production of Dark Side of the Moon is a headphone bonanza, which Pulse is not. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, right. that's real. Like the Dark Side of the Moon, the album sounds amazing. Still to this day, 50 years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to argue with it that. It still stands as like one of the most incredible sounding things ever. You know, Even if the drumming is kind of not great. I, uh, I was listening to that really high with my friend Jeremy, and I hope he listens to this podcast still. And uh, we were we were in a car full of haze and we were sitting in a public park just listening to it. And we got pelted with snowballs from some punk kids while <laughs> we were sitting there in the <laughs> middle of we were like we we you know, we left our bodies and all of that. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? And then all of a sudden, halfway through that record, a bunch of punk kids just started pelting the car with snowballs. And we were awesome. like, ah, you know, yeah, so. Well, I'm going to go out and hike at Spring Creek Prairie this afternoon, man. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to feed my dog who's right over here announcing that it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. Hello. Yeah. It's lunchtime. Well, did we do it? You're just going to have to chill for a sec, kid. I think we I did know. it, man. I I am. Um, I was not. We. This is one of those things where the jam worked out because I wasn't sure where we were headed. But well, like that's ever mattered. It's not. Yeah. Got to be open to the ride. That's right. All right. Well, love you. I love you too, Steve. Right on, man. Have a great Sunday. Yeah, you too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
forget, toot your hooter.